good morning. It's Wednesday, August 21st, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news, all within 15 minutes or fewer. I'm Connor Tapp. Auburn has named true freshman quarterback Bo Nix its starter for the season opener against Oregon. This news is significant for a number of reasons, beginning with the fact that Nix will be the first Tigers quarterback to start a season opener since Travis Tidwell. In 1946, Bo's father, Patrick, quarterback Auburn during its undefeated but bowl-banned 1993 season under Terry Bowden. So get ready to hear about that during every single Auburn TV broadcast this fall. Nix was the top dual-threat quarterback in the class of 2019 and a five-star in the 24-7 sports composite. So he's not wanting for talent, but he is still a true freshman being thrown straight into the fire for a team that has SEC title expectations and a coach who seems to spend at least a portion of every season on the hot seat. So, what exactly should we expect to see as Auburn breaks Knicks in? To answer that question, let's eavesdrop on a conversation between Keith Niebuhr, Brandon Marcello, and Robbie Caldwell on the Auburn Undercover podcast. I, I could see a conservative game plan early, and if if Oregon can't handle that aspect of the Auburn offense, then you just kind of keep doing that. But if it's a tight game and Auburn needs to open things up, that's where I think you could see uh, Bo running a little bit more to uh, to kind of stretch that defense. Maybe uh, maybe if, if Auburn's fortunate enough to have that happen where Bo can get some yards and some chunk runs, then what that does is you see that Nick Marshall effect where safety has to come down and recognize that. And then all of a sudden, then you can take your shots deep because you've got more man coverage on the outside. And at that point in the game, Bo's kind of in the flow of the game. So I, I could, again, conservative early, uh, but opening it up throughout the game as the game necessitates. But again, we don't, you know, look, this is that's the challenge with these first games. Uh, forget about who's quarterbacking. You just really don't know who you are, let alone who the other team is. You think you might know, but you really don't. And so it, uh, the game, I think, will dictate how much of the offense gets opened up. Look, guys, he has run this offense. And, and Jason, I know you know this. Uh, and Brandon, you too, but he has run the similar offense in through all throughout high school. So it was an easy transition for him when he got to Auburn, just in terms of running the offense, not the speed of the game and the guys coming at you and all that. That takes some adjustment, no doubt about it. And in fact, it's going to take an adjustment period as, as you get into the season too, because the intensity level during a game is much higher than it would ever be at a scrimmage or a practice. But Bo understands this offense and, and really understands it almost like the back of his hand because that's what he's been running. Now, terminologies and such change. But he has been preparing for this not since he got to Auburn, but since he became a starting quarterback back in the ninth grade. You know, one thing, one critique that I always see from some people um, that I don't quite understand, everybody goes, well, he's not he's not a runner. He, he is a runner. Uh, 24-7 ranked him as the number one dual threat quarterback in the nation in the class of 2019. He rushed for just under 400 yards in high school. Um, he's a guy that when plays break down, he can go pick up a big, big gain. And Jason, I remember you telling me, he's a guy that reminds you a lot of a Heisman Trophy winner from the Big 12. Yeah. I, when I think about Bo, I think about a guy like Baker Mayfield on the field, not off the field. <laughs> on the field because he's a guy that can run, and people wouldn't think Baker Mayfield was a runner either. But you watch him play, and, and he can make plays with his legs. But he can also do things with his legs to set up a pass. And I think that's what you look at from Bo. People got a glimpse of it in, in the 8 day game, him running and doing some of those things. He's a guy that can absolutely run. And, uh, you know, if you, if you look at it from a speed standpoint, 
Yeah, he's a pretty fast guy. He ran 4.6 at the opening and had a, I think, a shuttle time right above four seconds. So that's Bo Nix, but what about Joey Gatewood? The redshirt freshman was the number 49 overall prospect in the class of 2018, but now he finds himself beneath a younger quarterback by classification, if not by age, on the Auburn depth chart. So what now? You know, Keith mentioned Joey earlier, and, and I agree. I think he's a guy that I think he still has a tremendous amount of upside. And the thing that people forget in this, in this battle is Bo Nix is actually physically older than Joey Gatewood. And he is probably five times more experienced than Joey does because Joey split time in high school. That means split reps and games and practice. Bo's been getting those first team reps for, for five years. And so uh, I think I think you look at Joey Gatewood to me as a guy that uh, maybe there's a series, maybe it's the third, maybe it's the fourth series. You want to go in and completely change and, and let him run kind of his things. But I really believe in short yardage and, and especially inside the 20, I think that could become a big weapon for Auburn a la the 2010 kind of power run that Cam Newton kind of did. They became an unstoppable team in short yardage. I think you do some of those similar things with Joey Gatewood this season. Well, I think there's a lot of possibilities with Joey Gatewood. And, and one of them is like, as you guys mentioned, the short yardage stuff. But what that also allows you is that when he substituted in other parts of the field, that teams are expecting the short yardage type play and you can spring something bigger on them. Okay. You can do more with that. You can build off of that. And, and Joey can run and that, that he can really run and he can run by you and he can run through you. Uh, so that gives you a lot of possibilities in the red zone, obviously, but then other parts of the field, uh, again, if that's what a defense is expecting a third and one, you can maybe take a shot knowing that you can come back on fourth and one with Joey Gatewood. So there's a lot of possibilities. You know, I don't know what his mindset is right now. Long term, we don't know what's going to happen here. I, I mean, guys, it just seems like you wouldn't have both of them for, for the next four years. I mean, that, that's off the top of your head. But remember one thing, just because somebody is named the starter today does not mean they're going to be the starter tomorrow and tomorrow being in the future. We don't know what the future holds. I've covered a lot of programs and followed a lot of football. Florida State has had quarterback battles go on for multiple seasons. Danny Werfel and uh, and Terry Dean at Florida. You remember that one, Jason? I know you do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. so one guy gets the starting job, and the other guy wins the Heisman Trophy. So it's not over for Joey Gatewood. In this I-need-everything-now kind of generation, though, you wonder how he's going to handle things. Uh, so that that's going to be the interesting thing. But Joey Gatewood, I still think he's got a bright future ahead, whether it's at Auburn or somewhere else. And uh, but I, he's going to play a lot this year. I really believe that. I, I really do. Um, and he's going to be an asset to this team, and he's going to score some touchdowns. That, that would be my guess. He's going to make some big plays. And y- you know what? I, I think these guys are both two young guys that have bought into the team thing. Now, we'll see. We'll see how, how it all shakes out. But I, I do believe that with my heart. I think Eightwood's been told that too. You're you're going to be a, a part of our plans here. You're, you're going to be playing for us. Um, you're not just going to be the – prototypical backup quarterback that goes in if someone gets injured we're going to bring you in for some packages and everything and everybody i get asked this like why isn't joey gatewood practicing as the wildcat quarterback it's like well you have to practice get a backup quarterback ready you're not going to just practice it at wildcat quarterback even if you know bo Nix is the guy and that will continue he'll continue to practice as the backup quarterback but joey gatewood's not going to be the quote-unquote wildcat guy um, he's just going to be, be a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. He's going to be a quarterback who runs and sure 
the formation is going to be the wildcat, maybe with an extra blocker in some tight situations like in the red zone. But I'm very interested to see how they do that rotation and when they bring him in. Do they just bring him in real quick if it's like third and two or something? You know, uh, it'd be interesting to watch. I think you got to keep him happy too. You know, he's put up. He's put a lot into this program, and and as everybody has said, I read all your stories that, that how much this guy's grown up over the last year. I, I think you, I think in that very first game, I think you you give him some opportunities, especially if you get down in the red zone and you need a foot or a yard because he can get you that and make him feel good about what he's bringing to the program because you can lose a guy really quick if you don't do that. And uh, you know, again, this is a this is an instant gratification kind of kind of era right now. So you've got to keep him happy and. You know, people can say what they want. Oh, if he doesn't buy into the team, too bad. You know, screw him and all that. But he's in a tough situation. That's not an. This is not easy news to handle. Believe me. And so, and then, and then don't forget this. He's got friends, family. Everybody's in his ear. What do you think they're telling him right now? You know what I mean. So, so keep him happy and give him a lot of opportunities and make him feel like he's a part of that. A part of that. Uh, that offense. A big part of that offense. Not just a, a guy like you said, Brandon. Not just some role player, but a guy that can actually be the guy if they need him to. For more excellent coverage of Auburn football, subscribe to the Auburn Undercover Podcast wherever you listen. We're going to take a quick break, and on the other side, why the number two wide receiver in the class of 2020 might not play his senior season of high school. Demond Demas is the number two wide receiver in the class of 2020, and as things stand, he will not play football as a high school senior. Demas transferred to Tomball High School after playing his junior season at Houston North Forest. Demas's old high school contested the move, saying it was for purely athletic reasons. Demas and his family claimed it was for safety concerns. In the end, the University Interscholastic League Executive Committee voted six to nothing to rule Demas ineligible at Tomball. So what now? Private school might have been an option for Demas, but the Texas A&M commit tweeted on Tuesday that he intends to stick it out at Tomball, where, again, he's not eligible to play in 2019. West Virginia's quarterback battle was being fought between two transfers, one from Oklahoma, the other from Bowling Green. On Tuesday, the Mountaineers announced that it will be former Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield backup Austin Kendall getting the first start of the season. This despite news breaking earlier on Tuesday that Jarrett Doge had won a transfer waiver for immediate eligibility after coming in from Bowling Green. As expected, USC named JT Daniels its opening day starter. The more interesting outcome happened further down the depth chart where Keaton Slovis beat out Jack Sears for the backup role. According to Bruce Feldman, some people within the program viewed Sears as option number one even over Daniels, but Sears now finds himself looking up the depth chart at a three-star true freshman. South Carolina quarterback to carry on Joyner is on portal watch after true freshman Ryan Holinsky was named Jake Bentley's backup. Joyner is a versatile athlete who could find a role with the Gamecocks or any other team with a position change. But as recently as the spring, Joyner was adamant that he came to Columbia to play quarterback. Finally today, after a tumultuous third season in Blacksburg, Justin Fuente has been the subject of some hot seat speculation entering his fourth year with the Hokies. But Virginia Tech AD Witt Babcock is doing what he can to shut that talk down, replying to a radio station's tweet asking whether Fuente was coaching for his job in 2019 with a simple no. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to check us out. And then once you've done that, tell an enemy to check us out. 
I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you bright and early on Thursday for the next episode of the College Football Daily. Thank you.